Hello and welcome to another episode of Disclosure Nation. The title of this episode is called You Create Matter. This is part two of a series that we have been doing for the last couple of weeks. So if we haven't checked those other episodes out, please go back and check them out. And you will see that we are talking about some stuff that is very incredible. What you will learn in this episode is that everything in creation started off as an awareness of what is possible. So with belief and intention in your life, anything is actually possible. And why is this important? It is important because understanding this will help you to create the reality that you want instead of having someone else's creative will determining what your life should look like. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of Nation Discloses. I'm going to stick with that for right now. Again, you guys heard the title of this podcast is called You Create Matter. And this is part two of a book that we've been reading and checking out called I Am, Discovering the Power of Who You Truly Are. I'm not exactly sure if that's the exact phrase, but something along those lines. The author of it is Howard Falco. I actually met this guy randomly in a... Well, it's random to me, but maybe not random to the universe or to God or to how life is supposed to go. I was talking, I made conversation with a couple people in front of me, and he just happened to be one of those people in that conversation. He gave me a signed copy of his book, and it took me three years to get to the point of reading it because there were some things in the book that I didn't agree with. I didn't, I couldn't agree with because my belief would not allow me to agree with it. Now, I think something is very important that we should understand. There's a difference between belief and knowledge. There's a difference between belief and knowledge. You can say, I believe some, believe something to be true, but we may not know it to be true right? Belief is based off of our experiences, based off of emotion, based off of what we're told, based off of second, third hand information and understanding, right? Based off perception. And now oftentimes when the way that we perceive something may not be actually the way that it is, right? So our belief, if you guys take a look at that word, B-E-L-I-E-F, hopefully I spelled it right, right in the middle there, there's a another word, right? Lie. So unfortunately, we have to be careful. Well, just fortunately, we need to be careful about what we do believe. And there's nothing wrong with having beliefs, right? But we just have to be aware that our beliefs do not establish what is true on a universal or objective scale. And I think that that's fair. We are going to dive right into it, guys, because I don't want to waste any time with small talk. I think it's super important. I think that there's a lot of people who are pursuing an understanding of truth and wanting to expand their awareness of the things that are possible in their surroundings. And I think that there's too many people who live with limited belief systems. They are suppressed in their inner person. 
Their power is subjugated to tyrannical rule and dictatorship that comes from the systems, uh, the institutions, the government, de facto governments that rule by force and fraud. And I believe that it is more than time to rise up to the occasion and to the time to take back that power, which is why I dive very deep. The information that I want to express is not for everybody, but there are a select few who do enjoy the information that I put out. And that is why I am continuing to do so because of those people who continue to be faithful to what they want, which is to grow and to evolve, which I believe is the call and the draw for all humanity to do, even if they're not aware of it. Everything in creation started out as an awareness of what is possible. No one looks at a painting and says, oh man, look at how that randomly got there. Or I wonder how this lamp or this watch or this light or this computer just happened to magically be created, right? There's the old there's a whole story about the watch that washes up on the beach, right? And that there had to have been a creator who created this, this watch, who had thought and intention and attention to the details of the watch, specifically made to fit a wrist, that every little piece, every micro nugget, every micro metallic thing that goes into it is working in specific detail in a cohesive way in order to tell the time, right? Everything in creation started out as an awareness of what is possible. And once we perceive and once we get that awareness, then we recognize, wow, there is nothing for impossible for the person who actually believes and can see it, right? doesn't mean that we're not limited in some way by time, right? But then again, time is just a construct too. There's always a way and there's always a possibility, particularly if we are willing and able to uh, give our all to make this thing a reality. With belief and with intention, anything is possible. And like the great scripture says, all things are possible for the one who believes. Now, I want you to think about the things that you choose uh, in your life. We choose to create current experiences in our life. We have friends, relationships, jobs, possessions, clothes, what we watch on TV, the things that we choose to take in and create into our current experience. And we keep all of these things alive, how you dress, how you act, the friends that you have around, the relationships that you choose to be in, whether they're good or whether they're bad for you, you know for sure. Um, our clothes, uh, I've said that, what we wear, the job position that we decide to have, it could be a nine to five job, we could love it, we could hate it. But we keep all of these things alive in our experience of reality by not choosing a different possibility, right? And so there's many people who hate their jobs. They may hate their lives. They hate their clothes, the way they look, and yet do not recognize the possibility of change. 
do not recognize that there can be a change. And it does start with the ability to recognize that there is uh, that there is something different that can happen, right? So again, it's this idea that the awareness, once we expand our conscious awareness, then we see what is possible. But so many, so many times I think we get so relegated to um, habit and the structure and the monotony of life and the cycles that go on and on and I do this and then I go here and then I do this and I don't go there and I don't go there because we're afraid, right? Many people, I think, are don't change because the possibility and the awareness and the expansion of their, of their consciousness means that they would have to be responsible uh, to make the decision to change. And a lot of people have been so suppressed in their lives that they're like, dude, there's no way I'm going to take a chance uh, to change anything because I would rather stay the same than to fail. Man, that's tough right there. That is tough. People would rather stay the same than to fail because they believe that if they change or if they do something different or if they expand their awareness to to want something different to act differently to wear something different to have different friends to go outside of their uh, ideal relationship that if they fail they will be measured by their failure they will be identified by oh that's the person who was doing something that seemed to be okay that was just going about their everyday jobs everyday lives and look at them look at them now they did something different they stepped outside the plan they took a different path right they tried to evolve and look at them now failing what if we thought about butterflies in that way with that kind of limited thinking this limited thinking does not come from the creator it does not come from uh the very thing that is causing that that very spark inside of us that causes us to want to evolve and to change how crazy would it be if scientists looked at a butterfly and said wow you were a caterpillar eating well look at all these leaves you had to eat and then you go and cocoon yourself into this little this little uh, i don't know the crystallized thing you know guys you guys know what i'm talking about then you go and do that. What an idiot. What a dumb caterpillar. You had 16 legs before you got in that cocoon. Now look at you. Four or five legs, right? <laughs> and this is after you've, you've blossomed into this beautiful butterfly with these amazing colors, able to fly, right? But there's still people are going to look at you and be like, Wow, you were better off as a caterpillar. I can't believe you evolved. Isn't that wild? It's funny to me because that's exactly what happens because we look at something with such limited view and we're around people who look at life and existence and reality and growth with such limitations that it seems almost impossible to beat their expectations unless you recognize what we're about to be talking about in the next couple of points here. Your reality is reflecting constantly the state of the predominant creative will 
of the individual or the collective consciousness. I'll say that one more time. Your reality is reflecting just like um, a, the sun reflects off of a mirror. Your reality is reflecting the current state of the predominant creative will of the individual and or creative or collective consciousness. Now, the way that I understand this to be, to be true, the way that I understand and know this is we are basically, we get what we want. That's how I perceive this to be and how I understand it. You get what you want. And I think about this predominant will being, well, I either know what I want and there I'm conscious and aware of what I want and how to get there, or I don't know what I want and I don't care to know what I want and I am just the product of somebody else's um, will and intention upon my life. And you'd be surprised at how many people out there are just, what do they call them, non-player characters, NPCs. You guys ever heard of a non-player character? A non-player character is a person who does not have control over their lives, who is really under the direction of a system or an institution. They don't think for themselves because their thoughts have been so suppressed and so submerged that they have given they have given up the ability to to think for themselves. And now the predominant will that is inside of them is the voice of their parents, the voice of their teachers, the voice of these relationships that man or that woman who said that they loved you, but then treat you like garbage, right? So our reality will reflect the current state of the predominant creative will of the individual, right? We'll use an example uh, specifically about the collective consciousness. You know, if, if enough people, they say there's a dictator, a really bad person who is saying, hey, we should, you know, kill people who don't agree with this specific thing that we're doing. And we're like, whoa, 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 we don't want to just kill people. That's kind of, that seems kind of wrong, right? Universally seems like a, a wrong idea to just kill people who don't agree with us, right? They have their own opinions. We have our own opinions. And yeah, I'm not technically, I don't really want to do that. If enough people can rise up, they can make a change, right? And that is the predominant creative will of the collective consciousness. And that's the very simple example that I have. <laughs> if enough people get together, if you can figure out and be aware of what you want, right, then, uh, then you will reflect uh, that will. You will reflect the will that is deep inside of you that, that you want. But if you don't know what you want or if you are kind of someone else's life is living vicariously through you, then your life might look kind of crazy, right? Because you're, not, you're no longer taking control of your life. You're now living um, your life 
based on some other reality or based on what somebody else said or based on what somebody else told you. And so all this comes to this point that if you're taking notes that I think is extremely important. What matters in your life and what we eventually do end up reflecting is determined by your belief about who you are. What matters is determined by your beliefs about who you are. So oftentimes something happens to us, right? And something matters because, oh, this person did this to me. Oh, this person cut me off on the road. Oh, this person said a mean thing to me. Oh, this person said this or did this or acted this way. Or I did this and said this and acted this way. Whatever matters in your life is determined by how you view and perceive yourself. We like to flip that and say, it is determined by how others view and perceive me, or it is determined by what other people are doing and how they perceive themselves. No. What matters to you, remember in our last episode, or two episodes ago, we talked about how you, I know it was last episode, you create matter. You do, right? Because as soon as you ob- observe something, you know, we talked about that wave particle. It can become a wave or it can be a particle, but it depends on the observer. How you view, how you choose to view it will determine whether or not it matters to you, whether or not it becomes matter to you. And that is based upon self-identification. Your own identity is the very thing that creates what matters, not only creates what matters, but how it matters, when it matters, why it matters. It determines all of these factors in your life. Who you believe you are gives rise to your intention to experience a certain event. Right. If I think I am a rocket scientist, right, if I believe I'm a rocket scientist, then I'm going to have attention, attention and thought into becoming that rocket scientist and do whatever rocket scientists do to experience what a rocket scientist gets to experience, which I think is namely being called a rocket scientist. Oh, yeah, I know a rocket scientist. Right. I don't know. I only know one guy who's a rocket scientist and. Um, he's a smart guy, so that's that's all I got to say about that. Who you believe you are gives rise to your intention to experience a certain event. That makes sense. Whoever you believe you are, you are going to put yourself into certain positions. You're going to act a certain way. You're going to live a certain lifestyle to experience an event that will match and be cohesive with and correlate to the person that you have said that you are. And this shows up immediately in the actions that you take to draw that experience that you desire into your own awareness. I'll give you an example from my life, personal example. My senior year, I was coming into the wrestling season and 
of course, in the preseason, there's always a lot of running. There's always a lot of sprints. There's always a lot of there's lifting and kind of pushing yourself to get yourself that base conditioning level. Now, the year before, I thought that I was somebody that I, my, um, my end result proved not to be true. I thought, hmm, maybe I could win a national title. My sophomore year, I, was, I made the finals. My freshman year, I took third. My junior year, I'm supposed to win it. That makes sense. That's the way the ball is going to be rolling. But I end up taking fifth. That broke me because of I believed that who I be- thought I was, um, even though I quoted scriptures, even though I said, oh, it's not me, it's God, it's all of this, even though I said all that stuff, in my heart, I didn't really believe that. I defined myself by <laughs> how successful I was on the wrestling mat. And that's true. But I had never lost. So, or I'd, And every time I needed to show up, I did. But at this particular time... My body was beat up. I was cutting a lot of weight. It was just a very miserable season. And I ended up taking fifth at the national championships. And going into the next year, I didn't even want to wrestle. I was so heartbroken because who I thought I was was destroyed. Or at least I believed that to be the case. Because I believed at that time this philosophy that what I did defined who I was or what I didn't do to find who I was, right? And so I'm only as good as what I've ever done, as the last thing I've done. And so because the last thing I did was take fifth, I didn't win the national championship, so that means I'm a loser. And because I'm a loser, that must mean, uh, that must be my identity. Tragic. And I know it sounds crazy to think about, but we do that every single day. We let our actions define who we are. We let what we have accomplished or have not accomplished define and carry way too much weight uh, over our identity and over our value and over our worth. So then going into my senior year, I had an epiphany, a revelation. And this revelation was it's not who I am and it's not what I do that defines who I am. It's who I am that defines what I do. So all I need to do is just choose to be who I want to be and I wanted to be a national champion so I decided to myself I'm a national champ and not only did I decide that I, I heard it from the universal from the universe I heard it from God I heard I said I heard from God I'm a national champ I believed it I believed that about myself so now everything I did was backed up not to become a national champ, but because I already was a national champ. So that's why, I'm gonna, of course, I'm going to be sprinting harder than everybody else because I'm a national champ. Of course, I'm going to be working my butt off. Of course, I'm going to be giving my all. Of course, I'm going to be pushing my limits and pushing my boundaries. Of course, I'm going to be trying to score as many points as I possibly can. Why? Because I'm a national champ. And I believed that months and months in advance before I became that. And then when I became that, the day, the night, the moment before, moments before I, I stepped up on that stage to wrestle for the national title, I cried because I knew that I created this reality. I knew that my belief had brought me into, uh, had affected my actions and had brought me to this place where I draw, I drew in the experience that I desired. And I brought that into my awareness. And because I was aware of what was possible, 
I knew it could be possible. So you're telling me this little kid from Chico, California, that started wrestling when he was in eighth grade, who is third string JV his freshman year of high school, who didn't make it to the state, uh, who did, who went one and two at the California State Tournament his sophomore year, who won it his senior year, who won it his junior year. You're telling me this kid who flew all the way out back from California to New York, took a gap year, and then wrestled at a community college, and then ended up being a three-time All-American, and then became a national champ. You're telling me that's possible? Yes, of course it's possible, right? Because I was aware that it was a possibility, right? Isn't that incredible? So our awareness uh, will help us to make that which is not possible, possible. So... The issue is, well, I guess this isn't really even an issue, but what we will come to find is that we generally will experience what we don't want, and then our intention, so that our intention can bring us into the necessary awareness of what we need in order to create the desired experience. I had to lose at the national championships three times, and not only lose I had to I thought I was going on a path where by my junior year I won, but I did worse my junior year than I did the two years prior too. And I was better than I was the two years prior. So the law of negation comes into this place where sometimes you will experience what you do not want so that you can be aware and your awareness will produce intention and that attention will bring you into that thought. And that thought will bring you into that, uh, again, attention to detail and the action into uh, the necessary awareness. When we are intent on something, that affects what we are aware of. And now I'm aware, hmm, I do not want that. I had to experience that in order to be aware of what my lack was, where my mental lack was, where my spiritual lack was, where my metaphysical act was right so don't be afraid of those moments where you don't experience what you want to experience because you need to go through that in order to be aware because that awareness will will, um, affect your attention and that intention will bring you into the necessary awareness of what you need to create the desired experience that you want Isn't that incredible? The humanity, the human mind is incredible. If you haven't heard it already today, you are amazing. You are loved. You are valuable. You are worthy. You have intrinsic value and intrinsic worth. It's already in you. No one can take it from you. It's incredible. You are wonderfully and incredibly made. You have all that you need inside of you to create a joyous and abundant life of happiness and growth and development. I'm thankful for your existence. I'm thankful for you listening to this podcast. 
I appreciate you guys. We will see you on that next episode. Blessings to you guys. See you then.